Flutter is a graphic novel series about a girl who shapeshifts into a boy to get the girl. Over the course of the series, she learns that being a guy has its own difficulties and pretending to be someone else has consequences. Flutter is a collaboration between Jeff McComsey and me, Jenny Wood. We published Flutter, Volume 1, a full-color graphic novel in 2013 with indie publisher 215 Inc. This year, again working with 215 Inc., we're publishing the second volume of Flutter. 215 Inc. is a small press fighting the good fight. They have used all the resources they have available to support Flutter. However, the one thing we have yet to accomplish is getting enough copies of the full-color graphic novels printed so that we can get them into comic shops. This is where you come in. With your help, we can print enough copies of Flutter to work directly with the distributor on getting Flutter into comic shops. All the money raised by this Kickstarter will go towards printing copies of Flutter Volume 1 and 2. Any money over our initial goal will go towards printing more Flutter. Not only will you be helping us accomplish this dream we have, but you'll be supporting 215 Inc., an indie press that provides a nurturing, supportive publishing home for comic artists and writers. For rewards, we have copies of Flutter Volume 1 and 2, original Flutter art from Jeff, and other books by both of us. I'm offering a one-on-one version of the comic writing class that I teach at Grub Street, as well as various manuscript consultations. We also have some fun rewards if we hit our stretch goals. On behalf of 215 Inc. and Jeff, I thank you for your time and support. You're listening to the Candare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And our guest today, uh, man, this is this is a mouthful right here. <laughs> he has a lot of titles under his belt, including pro wrestler, actor, author, musician, philanthropist, food critic, and a comic book animated video game and children's book hero from his three decades uh, in the entertainment business co-founder president and ceo of hound comics brimstone thanks for being with us brimstone oh it's an honor and a privilege my friends very very good to be here i know you guys have had some of my uh, other creators on in the past and and i've heard nothing but good things so i'm kind of psyched Good, man. Good. I hope we all have a good time. I hope you enjoy yourself. As our listeners know, we go through, do some stories, and then turn over to our guests. But uh, we've got a lot to talk about with Brimstone, so we're just going to touch on a few quick things and give our full attention to him. So uh, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Uh, the first thing, within the past two weeks, we've lost a comic artist, uh, Herb Trimp, uh, who's best known for... What was it? He did the Incredible Hulk in the 70s, mm-hmm. and he was also one of the co-creators of Wolverine. He was the first person first to, to draw, draw Wolverine, Wolverine yeah. in a Hulk comic, and we lost him at uh, age 75 on April 13th. That really stinks. Really stinks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Especially That's since we wanted to, we had the opportunity to try to meet him last year, but we yeah. didn't because his wife was sick, so he wasn't there. And then I saw he had canceled uh, some dates recently. Maybe it was like a Cincinnati show. Maybe that Cincinnati con that wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, really, 
really tough to hear. I've never met the guy, but I mean, no. he seemed like he was pretty cool. From what I've read, everybody loved the guy. Is that right? Yeah. Are you familiar uh, with Herb at all, Brim? Um, you know, I've heard many good things, but I don't believe he and I met, um, you know, and it, it happens, you know, you get so swamped at, at most of these events when you're doing right. them, you know, that you just don't have the opportunity to kind of to get out and, and meet new people at certain, you know, at certain events. And, you know, it, it's, it's a shame because I've heard nothing again, I've heard nothing but good things about him and, you know, people are passing away way too soon, um, yeah. you know, recently. And uh, I mean, 75 still young, you know, in my yeah. opinion, yeah, it is. You know? So, you know, it's at the end of the day, I mean, but a lot of people are passing away. Um, you know, like I said, it, way too young, like a, a friend of mine, AJ Perro from Twisted Sister also passed away within the last couple of weeks. Oh um, God, are you serious? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was the drummer from, from uh, Twisted Sister and, uh, a, an amazing guy, great person. And, um, you know, again, you know, he had a massive heart attack, you know, I, it was, it's, it's just, <laughs> you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, uh, you got to live life to the fullest. Yeah, you really do. Wow, I did not know that. I'm yeah, sorry to hear either. that, man. Oh. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's it's just rough. You know, um, you know, you you turn around, and the older you get, unfortunately, the uh, <laughs> the more things uh, you know the world takes away from you. It's it's just really really sad. But you know what? Again, you know, it it, it is what it is. The the people that um, you know, like like uh, you know, the gentleman we're talking about for you know a very very long time to come, if not forever. So, you know, they've they've lo- they've uh, left a, a legacy. You know, so that's oh, yeah. that's an amazing thing. Yeah, it's really going to stink. But I mean, his work will go ring on forever. I mean, Wolverine. Oh, yeah, and the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. But, so it's huge. Wow. Yes. So thank you, Herb, for your uh, contribution to the comic world. It will never be forgotten. And rest in peace. All right. Uh, a few more things here. We've had a ton of movie trailers unloaded onto us in the past week. Oh, uh, yeah. Just had us stimulated, <laughs> waiting for the summer uh, movies to hit. Uh, the first Star Wars. Have you all seen it? Have you seen it, Brim? Um, yeah, I saw the trailer. I, I'm very, very excited about it. A lot of, you know, obviously a lot of friends of mine have, are, are part of it, and um, you know, it's it's been a long time coming, and you know, I, I've been, I'm, I'm just psyched. I mean, who who's who's not psyched about seeing, uh, you know, Han and Chewie again? I mean, that's just. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want just... to meet the guy who isn't psyched by oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's 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 great. I mean, you know, you've got it's such a fandom. Also, I mean, yeah. I, if you've never seen it, I mean, I think what was it this this past weekend? Um, I know Daniel um, and and Peter were both posting things from. Um, uh, Star uh, Star Wars Celebration, you know, and oh, uh, yes. yeah, that was I believe that was this past weekend. Um, and I just, you know, all all day long, all weekend long, um, just such an amazing fan base. It's just insane. I mean, the only other fan base that I know that's as as insanely loyal as the Star Wars fan base is like the um, the Power Rangers fan base and, uh, oh, and, yeah. and, and the Harry Potter fan base. I mean, those those guys. I mean, th- those people are just so such avid fans and it's it's a wonderful thing you know they're loyal to the end oh and the and the doctor who fans i'm sorry oh yeah yeah. can't forget them and there's more out there we're probably not even thinking about but uh you know i've been seeing a lot of uh like when i'm looking for cons on the internet a lot more like power ranger cons maybe they've been around for a while i just haven't known but (laughs) it seems like they're getting uh, a lot more frequent 
Well, right now they're um, they're in the process of doing. I think it's like a twenty year a twenty year um, anniversary or something big has just happened, and and they're going to get mad at me because uh, I should know this stuff. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, it's um, they're they're doing the new film that's coming out, and um, yes. and I know. Yeah, so I know that they're getting. I think the only person right now that's signed to it to do a cameo is Jason. And um, what do you call it? Uh, from there, I know like Steve and Walter and, and David and all of them are trying to kind of get cameos as well in Austin. But I don't know what the situation's going to be. Sure. Um, but they, you know, they, they've been out there for. I mean, you've got 20 years worth of you know different Rangers. I mean, uh, it's it's just it's hard to keep up. But at the end of the day, they you know they, it's it's such like I said, it's such a, a phenomenon that. Um, since it's it's been around so long, they've um, they're doing uh, the, the the big twenty year push, which means every convention that that you go to, you're going to have you know some kind of Power Rangers reunion. And let me tell you, like I said, the fans come out big time, and it, it does nothing but help the uh, the entire convention because these people are loyal. They're they're fantastic sure. people. You know, a matter of fact, a good a good portion of them are actually um, part of Team Brimstone, and you know, on, on the social media circuit, and they're uh, you know they're they're all fans of, of Power Rangers. They're all Power Ranger Team JDF and Team uh, Steve Cardenas and and Team uh, Zordon. So you know, all these cats are, are giving me a hand now. So uh, let me tell you, wow, unbelievably fantastic. But that's the reason why you're seeing them all around. And I'm sorry, I can talk forever, so you could just shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm telling you to shut up, Brimstone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Dawn of Justice trailer we've seen a little bit. Wait a minute. There is one I forgot. We we saw the leaked uh, Rogue Squadron mm, yeah, trailer. Yeah, Rogue One. Rogue One. Excuse Rogue One, me. Yeah. I don't know if that's officially out yet. But have you guys uh, seen that at all? Yeah, I saw Not it me. yesterday. I don't know. If it, I think it's been pulled, though. By it's now. been pulled? Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mean, it looks like you're just flying through a tree line, maybe in an X-wing or something. Your uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi talking. I can't. I tried to find out cause I, to find it to see what it was he was talking about, but I couldn't right. find it anymore. But yeah, he's he's talking, and then you finally come out of this like valley, and you see in the in the background in the sky you see a the Death Star. Yeah, like it, it looks like the moon at first, but uh, yeah. like a great big moon like close to the planet, and then as you get closer, you can see the big mm-hmm. dip where the gun is, and oh, it looks awesome. And it's about the team that stole the plans for the Death Star. Really? So it's a yeah. We're gonna be getting all kinds of Star Wars movies now. <laughs> Disney has it. But anyway, all right, moving past that. Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman. What'd you guys think? It's a different take. Uh, it's Everyone keeps saying it's going to be based on the Frank Miller story. But this is kind of the Loosely. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Meh. Superman's <laughs> not excited. going to be the bad guy. Meh. Uh, <laughs> I, I was... I, I want to see what happens. I want to see what you know how the how the on screen um, you know uh, relationship is going to be between, be between the, the the characters and uh, the people playing. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not necessarily a Ben Affleck fan, but I'm not a hater either. Right. Um, 
you know, I I hated what he did with Daredevil. And, oh, um, yeah, that was bad. You know, at the end of the day, hey, look, but but I'm also I'm also a fan, you know, of, uh, you know, other things that he's done. I mean, after Geely, though, that kind of killed it for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, you know, I, I I'm more than willing to give him a chance at the Batman character. And, and um, I think that the look is not bad. I just I don't know how it's going to play um, on film. I just don't know how it's going to work out. I'm not I wasn't I wasn't all excited when I saw the uh, the trailer. I thought I would be, but I wasn't. So it is still it is weird still... seeing Ben Affleck standing there in front of the bat suit. Like, yeah, he know, almost but... has that lost, just standing there looking kind of like how he did as Matt Murdock. <laughs> what just... movie are we filming again? <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't have the the light colored eyes. You know, this is what I've been thinking recently, and I hope this is the case. I, th- you know, Daredevil was it not a good movie? But I'm thinking maybe that's going to help his performance as Batman because by now even Ben Affleck's got to know Daredevil wasn't a good movie and you know he's probably you know from doing that superhero movie knows a lot of what not to do (laughs) so hopefully uh, he takes that as a learning experience into uh, Dawn of Justice but I'm excited it just looks like they've switched the whole like you were saying the Frank Miller thing around like you know instead of Superman going to stop Batman looks like it's going to be quite the opposite because there's no Ronald Reagan. There's no Ronald Reagan. Well, I don't know. We'll see how they what they do, but I doubt it. You know, it's, it's it really comes down to you know how how it's how he's going to portray the character, and then to, it, it's going to come down to how each person and you know individually interprets it. I mean, honestly, I personally love the idea of Ryan Reynolds as as Deadpool. You oh, know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I think that they didn't necessarily do the right thing by him in the X-Men film or the Wolverine film. But at the end of the day, you know, before they, you know, completely destroyed the character, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that he was he was, you know, all his wise ass remarks and so forth was was, you know, right on and, and dead on. And I can't think of anybody else that I, I would like to see as that character than Ryan Reynolds. So at the end of the day, me personally, I think that that will work, you know, with Ben Affleck, you know, Hey, I, I might like him as the character and, uh, you know, everybody else might not. So, you know, right. we'll have to, I guess we'll have to see, you know, what happens when he's on screen. I mean, I'm not necessarily crazy about what is it? Caviezel or something who plays Superman. I, I you know, oh, right. I, you know, I'm not crazy about him. So, but it doesn't matter. Not everybody can be uh, the original. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I, I've got my fingers crossed. I think it'll be... I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Maybe it'll be a big twist in the way that they're showing the preview is not actually how the story goes. They just threw a bunch of stuff in there. To, just to, to mess with our minds. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was leaked, wasn't it? Wasn't that not supposed to come out? No, it was. It it came out early. It was the the big teaser teaser came out on for Thursday or Friday last week, and they were planning on dropping it on Monday. But someone... Down in, uh, I think Brazil or something like that, caught it at a screening and leaked it out. I'm hoping that this kind of ends up for Ben Affleck anyway, being kind of like another Heath Ledger case. I mean, when that mm-hmm. when that first came out that he was going to be Joker, I mean, I was oh, in yeah. an uproar like, what? That was horrible. And you know, look how that turned <laughs> out. She's all that guy. <laughs> or was that the wrong? No, that was uh, Ten Things I Hated yeah, About You. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that takes you back. Ten Things I Hated <laughs> About You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Fantastic Four trailer we've seen now. Opinions? Coming around. It's definitely coming around, yeah. that's for sure. Have you seen it, Brim? 
No, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I want to see it. I am, you know, racially diverse. I love everybody. I and don't take this the wrong way, but mm-hmm. you can't make you can't make the Human Torch, you know, not the Human Torch. They're making him, right. you know, um, a black guy, which again it would be fine if the Human Torch was a black guy, or or is he a black guy now? I don't know what they did, but Maybe that they're not Ultimate it, Universe, maybe, but yeah. wasn't he? Something so. like that. No, I don't no, know. No. You can't go from all right, well, they're brother and sister to no, they're not anymore. I mean, they, they're just changing the entire shebang. And they, I mean, Marvel's trying to kill it anyway because now, I mean, aren't they they shutting down the entire title? Um, you know, because they don't own the rights to it. Yeah, so now the marketing, they're, they're just canning yes. all that. Are so they they're really? just Fox mad. Yeah. I I'm just I'm just not crazy about them changing that type of thing. If it was a black guy, I wouldn't want him to be a white guy. You know what right. I'm saying? I oh, want him no. to be a Hindu guy. It's just you know something that you're used to. Um, you know what's his face? The guy who plays Captain America now, when he played Johnny Storm, that worked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's he's the one that played Johnny Storm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm right. I'm not that that dead to the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, that that was that I felt that that was good casting for the character, you know. But in mm-hmm. and it stayed true to the character. Um, you know, th- did I like the other Fantastic Four movies? Not necessarily, you know. But you know, I watched them and enjoyed them for what they were, mm-hmm. you know. And and Fantastic Four was just hokey, although it was better than the original original. I'm sure you yeah. guys have seen that. Ninety yeah. <laughs> four. Yeah. The end of the day, it is what it is, you know. So hopefully, I, I, I'll, I'll have to check out the trailer. How, do you? You guys all saw it? It was good. Yeah. The second one definitely made me feel better. I mean, the first one was just so vague, and I wouldn't even call it a teaser. It was like a full-length trailer, but they really didn't give like uh, the superhero junkies anything to go off. Yeah, of. Yeah, now this time you actually see powers and stuff yeah. and thing actually yeah. moving around. So. Uh, uh, what was what were your thoughts then when uh, the Avengers or well I guess the whole Marvel universe started and they changed uh, Nick Fury from white to Samuel L. Jackson? Same thing. Same, Same thing? thing. What about Same now? Thing. I, Does that still resonate? I, I love Samuel Jackson. He's one of my favorites, you know, and I mean, it's just he's, it's not Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos from back in the day was an old white dude with the white crap in his hair, the gray in his hair <laughs> with the, you know, with with a, um, you know, it was J. Jonah Jameson with a freaking eye patch. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, you know, that and, and a big ass cigar. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm very. Uh, you know the same thing with Kingpin, and that, that doesn't mean I don't love the actors playing these characters. It's just it, you know, it, again, it's like it's like turning, um, you know, uh, oh my god, it's like making the Black Panther white. You know, like right. it, it, it's, it, it makes it makes no sense. It's, you know, it's, uh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's just it's just you you can't make an iconic character and change it. You know, I mean, right. you know, um, just in, for the sake of a film. I mean, you know, and. Again, Again, Samuel Jackson does an amazing job. He's an yeah. amazing actor. I love him. To de- I love him in in ninety nine point nine percent of the things I've seen him on. You know, um, but at the end, even even in you know, let's go up those Emma F and you know snakes off the Emma F and plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, and, and I and I watched it. I went. I watched and I suffered through the two hours or an hour and a half of that film every time. But yep. he, I enjoyed him. You know, right. you know, I I can again. I can you know. Hey, look, I come from the background 
into professional wrestling. I can, I can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get, get out of reality for a little while and kind of just enjoy things for what it is as entertainment. Right. And but at the end of the day, if you're talking about hardcore, you know, comic love and fandom and so forth, changing things, taking liberty to change things that shouldn't necessarily be changed, you know, it's just, it's just wrong. You know, it's just, yeah. in my opinion, it's wrong. You know, I, I have no problems with, you know. Um, you know, making small, tiny changes, but you're making that's a drastic change. And there's, yeah. you know, I, I, I will shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea because that's, no, that's not, at all. not the case. You know, in, in my comics, I mean, you know, in, in, in my flagship brand, the, the Brimstone and the Borderhound series, you know, we're racially diverse. We have we have white, we have black, we have Spanish, we have um, Muslim, we have Jewish, we have, you know, we have everything, you know. So this way it's it's, you know, there's a little bit of everything there. Unfortunately, in the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe, there aren't that many to choose from, you know, from from all different races and creeds and colors, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, maybe that's what they're trying to do is make people feel, you know, warm and squishy, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're sacrificing the um, integrity of the characters, right. um, you know. And then again, it has nothing to do with it's not a black or white thing. It's a, you know, it's just pretty much what it is. You know, you, right. you can't you can't take a. You know, a, a, an iconic character and change it, although they do. So I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be cool to see is, uh, you know, depending on how long they plan on keeping Nick Fury in the movies, if there ever came a point, which there won't, where Samuel L. Jackson says he's done doing these movies, to then bring in a white guy as Nick Fury... <laughs> And say, you know, well, that was just a stand-in. I mean, look at the comic series. Look at Original Sin, yeah. especially. You know, yeah. Nick Fury's always got someone out there on the Life model decoys. Yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe if something happens to Samuel L. Jackson's character in the in the comic, like, I'm the real Nick Fury, you know, that was just my <laughs> stand-in. And could keep the character going yeah. and still, you know, pay tribute to the comics. Just an idea. Regular people watching would be like, what? <laughs> and everyone else would be like, uh-huh. Like uh -huh. The true comic nerds yeah. know what's up. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think, I think they did it in the comics. I think they modeled, they switched it up, and they did something. I don't remember exactly what it was, in order to, to you know, um, turn him into the Samuel L. Jackson character. So you know, but but timeline wise, if you're going by the, you know, what's going on on in the films as opposed to what's happening in the comics, I mean, it's just the timeline's way off. So yeah. if they started, if they started with the original Nick Fury and then moved along to. Um, you know, to the Samuel Jackson, you know, taking, you know, the the other one's place, mm -hmm. then that would that would have made a little more sense if they would have explained it or did something with it, you know. But I mean, right off the bat, I guess again, it's Hollywood is Hollywood, you know. I, and mm -hmm. and I, I'm not gonna, I will neither confirm nor deny that I understand anything that they do. And, <laughs> it's all about know. the almighty dollar. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. And, and yeah. again, he does an amazing job, and it, it has nothing to do with the acting or the film itself. It's just, it's just, you know, if you're a hardcore fan, and and I'm not even saying that I'm a super hardcore fan. I just happen to, you know, for me personally, like there are iconic characters that I've I've watched for years, and yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm 40 now, so you know, Nick Fury has been around since you know 10 years before I was born, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. At the end of the day, you know, this character's iconic. So, right. you know, it's it's like making the thing pink. You know, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, that would be too much. <laughs> it just wouldn't make sense. So, yeah. but anyway, it, it is what it is, and and, and I and I and I hope I hope that 
uh, Sam Jackson continues to play the character of you know forever and a day. And who, who's playing who's playing Kingpin in the in the new um, who's playing Kingpin in the new uh, Daredevil series? There's somebody Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Is it Vincent D'Onofrio? Okay, yeah. But who played him in the? It was Michael Duncan who played him in the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Same thing. And I love Michael Duncan. I love that guy. I mean, you know, I it's. But again, it was not the character. He did a great job. Yeah. You know, but you know, when you're thinking Kingpin, what are you thinking? You know what I mean? You're thinking yeah. a big, ginormous, freaking white dude that has no neck, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. You know, and again, Michael Duncan. Oh my God, love him to death. Love him and everything he ever did. So, um, you know, rest in peace. But you know, at the end of the day, you know. You know, it's it's just it's again a matter of persons, per people's opinion and, and personal preference. You know, right. so anyways, I, I I know what you mean. I think with him it was uh, more about not that he wasn't a great actor. He was he was awesome. I loved him and everything he was in. Uh, Green Mile, especially. Yeah. My God, what a great movie! But um, yeah, his uh, his stature, just his how big he was. My God. Even though they had to put him on like two foot stilts, but still. did they really? Yeah, because he wasn't that big. He, he's he was short. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, behind mm-hmm. the movies. Yes, yeah. you know, Ed, <laughs> very cool. One and more. It's, it's all about sorry, all about cats. No, I'm sorry. I, no, you can throw me off the show now. No, no I'm <laughs> you're out of here, brimstone. No, go it's, ahead. It's all about casting, you know what I mean? Like, a perfect example, and and I love Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, I've known for years. He's a friend, and, and at the end of the day, I didn't think he was right for Sandman. What do you call it? Is that what he played in? in um, who did he play? He played somebody in, um, uh, what do you call it, the um, the Punisher movie. It was a main character. What did he play? Uh, in which, which one? The... It was one of the Punisher movies. Well, the recent one or the older ones? No, the older one. It was like the first one, I think. Oh boy, I don't, I don't yeah, remember. It's been a I minute. I remember him in it. You don't remember him in it? Yeah, he was. They. He was. He was one of the main. One of the main villains. Yeah, and uh, I, I forgot. I, I could have sworn it was like Sandman or something, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. They, they boy, do I some. I don't remember. It's been a long time yeah, since I've seen to that think one. Really hard. Yeah, no, he's uh, and again, I love him to death, and I never want him on my bad side. The guy's ginormous, <laughs> and, uh, you know. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, he's um, you know certain people, like you know, it just it, it comes down to casting, you know. And I'm glad he got the role, and and that's fantastic. Just like any of these guys, I'm glad they got the roles. It's so difficult in Hollywood to get you know the right spot. Um, but you know, for me personally, when it comes down to these films, I want to see the perfect person for the role, you know. And and I want them to do to do justice to the um, for the uh, you know to the character and for the the story itself. And uh, you know, it, it's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you, the best- you can really tell when a movie is made by a true fan or just by someone who's been thrown the idea and like mm. make a movie out of this, you know. The the best the best casting ever for Batman, honestly, was not who you think I'm going to say. It's the dude who played him in the Lego movie. That one was awesome. Oh, Will Arnett. <laughs> Justice! <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Best you casting. Know, oh, that reminds me. I off topic but while I'm thinking about it because I'll forget to tell you on record store day we were out and remember that everything is awesome mm-hmm. they had that on vinyl oh no way <laughs> yeah oh lord I was like uh yeah not buying that but <laughs> I still found it funny yeah I would have worn that out <laughs> <laughs> love it oh love it. one more quick trailer here to talk about Ant-Man what do we think of that one 
That got me even more excited to see it. That looks badass, doesn't it? Still not happy about the whole yellow jacket. <laughs> what what uh, what are your grievances? It's not the same costume. It's not even close. It's the totally different. But looking at it because he has those arms coming out of his back, it might be an idea for Tony Stark to make an Iron Spider suit. Yeah, the, the closer we get, man, he's got to make the Iron <laughs> Spider suit. It's going to be a bummer if he does prototype looking with those arms coming out of his back. The length they went to put Spider-Man in that movie, yeah. they got to do it, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, Ant-Man. <laughs> what do we think? I want to see a bunch of little super miniature fight scenes that blow up into just like normal everyday life with a little bit of spark and flare out yeah. of the corner of your eye. That's yep. what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> the little Thomas train thing. Yeah. Agreed. That was priceless. <laughs> Brim, what say you? Um, I haven't seen it and no. I don't know if I'm necessarily no. that uh I don't know if I'm necessarily that amped for it. I mean, you know. Sure. I, I, I was never really into the character. Um I think that there are a lot of other characters that they could have given much better, you know, uh, you know, much better characters that they could have played with. But um, I guess they have an idea for, you know, how everything's going to play out altogether. So, right. um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't get why they did the film. You guys know? You have a reason? Is there a reason for it? I think just probably building up to the big Infinity Wars, like his character is probably going to be crucial there somewhere. That it has and, to be or something because I was surprised when, yeah. to hear that they were even going to do it. Well, I mean, I was remember when Ant, when uh, Iron Man first was coming to the movie screen. Mm-hmm. That was a big surprise too. He was still very much a B character then. Oh, yeah, it was, it was the movies that uh, brought these characters back up to the light where they belong. So maybe the same thing will happen with Ant Man. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to run out and go grab comic books based off of them. I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather they bring back Sasquatch or Puck. Sasquatch or Puck? Yeah, Alpha Flight. Oh boy, you're talking over my head. You don't head, like huh? them. I hate Canada too. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Bram is no, a bigot. <laughs> I'm kidding. Alpha Flight was awesome though. I liked Alpha Flight. I don't know why. I just I always liked Sasquatch. And uh, I like the big, crazy, big characters. You know what I mean? The larger than life ones. Sure. And uh, Puck was always just fun. I just, I just loved Puck. So, um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, they should have done an Alpha Flight movie. I'm gonna have to look into this. I don't even know what you're talking about, really. You, you don't know Alpha Flight? I don't. Mm-mm. Game on you guys. Uh, look it up now. I knew this. Pause the show. Yeah. Pause caught us. Show. Not real pros. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Flight is a big deal, but let's let's just let's just what they should do is they should kill all the films that they're about to come out with and do what everybody really wants to see and make it Marvel versus DC. That's what they should do. Yeah, it'll never happen. But <laughs> maybe like way down the road after they've exhausted they all, ideas, it. Like, all the resources, we gotta do something. <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of like uh you know it's kind of like having Walt Disney characters with uh with Warner Brothers characters. The closest we ever got to that was Roger Rabbit, you know. Oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> wow, oh, thought about that. Would have loved to have seen Mickey Mouse and and Bugs Bonnie go out and have a beer. You know that would have been fun. You know, go go do some shots together, do something. There you go, there you go. I mean, you know, it would have been would have been fun. But you know, Marvel vs. DC when when they put out those those crossover comics, um, you know, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was fantastic, and um, you know, I always thought that, that was something that that they could always do a hell of a lot more with. But you know, you're dealing with you're dealing with multi billion dollar companies who don't necessarily give a damn about what the 
the fans want to see. Yeah. They want to do what you know is going to make them the most cash. Yeah. So, although I think that would make boatloads, what do you guys think? Oh yeah. yeah totally. Oh yeah, they'd be stupid not to do it. And maybe you know, just the promise of uh, how much money that would actually bring in would be the tipping point to maybe have someone. Well, maybe we could do this. How know. would they beat each other? Would it be to beat to death, or just to be like, okay, I'm down? Like the different. Yeah. Like Stanley said, it would. Uh, there's never a clear winner yeah. to keep the debate going uh, eternally. You know, <laughs> like someone with a power oh. that you know would not work against someone. Well, like I don't know, Superman. You, you really can't beat him unless you got the green stuff. So, so like the Sentry, maybe Superman versus Sentry. There you go. I think that would work. Maybe, but like someone like Hawkeye versus Superman. Oh, no. I, uh, <laughs> poor Hawkeye. <laughs> I, I think Hawkeye. in the com- comic book, it was Thor who went up against Superman. Oh, I can't remember. That's been so freaking long sense, ago. Um, Captain America sense. and either Spider-Man or Batman. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe it was Wolverine. It's been a long freaking time ago since I've seen that book. But it was yeah. only on the cover. It had the DC... I think it was the DC uh, characters coming in from the left and the Marvel in from the right, like they were all like charging each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was oh, it was a neat cover. Anyway, anything else on those on the trailers, guys? Uh, I want to go see movies. Yeah, me too. Well, uh, a few more weeks. Yeah, we'll kick it off with Avengers here. All right. Well, with all that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Brimstone and talk. No, oh, you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> And talk nope. about, I just don't even know where to start, man. You've got so much going on, so much uh, coming in the future. It, I'm just, let's just delve back to your childhood. Where, where no, nobody it all cares. started. What's nobody that? Cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody no. cares about the childhood? Then nobody cares about me. I'm a nobody. Ah, uh, well, uh, if that is were true, we're going to change that today. Uh, well, well, thank you. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like this guy. I like this guy. All right. What are we talking about? Let's well, go. you know, it's funny doing this. I mean, like preparing for this and everything, watching all the videos uh, all, you know, on YouTube and watching part of uh, like Food Hounds. I've, I've seen a lot of you over this past weekend. So getting on this call with you, I mean, it feels like I've already been talking to you for a little while. Ah, uh, I'm sorry to hear. Sorry to hear that. I feel bad. Nobody should ever have that much uh, exposure to me in one one clip. Uh, I, I feel horrible for my poor wife and, and children who have to deal with me on a regular basis. So, um, no, I'm glad. I'm glad that you uh, you checked it all out. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, you know, we're, yeah, I, I've been I, I've been working my rear end off for years to try to you know put out as as much you know cool and and quality content and product right. as possible. Well, that's so that's you know. Um, it's it's nice when. When, when uh, you know people, and humbling when people are um, you know appreciative of, of the work that gets put out, and 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 and, and it's one thing that I, I really uh, you know proud of when I when I go to events, and uh, and I do a lot of events, um, you know when I'm there, and you know the fans will come up, or even if they're not necessarily fans, but they feel that they know you because they've seen you so much mm-hmm. over the years, and you know um, <clears throat> you know it's 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 just it's very humbling, it's it's wonderful, you know I, everybody everybody has an ego in the entertainment industry and I have an ego I'm not going to lie but at the end of the day you know, I'm not going to lie about it because it's there um, but but you know at the end of the day uh, and you have to because you have to have thick skin in this industry if you don't you get ch- you get cut down so fast it's not even funny sure. um, 
so but you know at the end of the day you know it's it's very humbling experience when you've got kids and adults all ages you know for one thing or another um you know who come up to you and and um you know say hey i appreciate what you do and and i remember you when you did this and i remember this and and sometimes they talk about things i don't even remember (laughs) sure you know it's it's a humbling experience and it's and it's um it's it's really truly fantastic um you know i've spent i've spent you know 35 of my 40 years in entertainment um i started out in uh on sesame street and romper room um i was a child actor um i i um then toured the world of music then i toured the world of professional wrestling and now i'm touring doing the uh you know being a comic book character and uh kids book character and and all that jazz you know so it's it's it's, it's really cool man it's sure. it's uh, you know I, I i can't ask for anything better i get i get paid to be me um i get paid to to um you know uh to basically you know go out and meet fans and you know look it is hard work don't get me wrong but you know i i job is is you know to be me and and that's that's a fantastic thing and um you know it's so it's so humbling and rewarding you know to to be able to meet the people who put me to where i am you know hopefully that makes sense now i now you mentioned musician in there and i was trying to maybe find some music online maybe i just didn't dig uh, deep enough did you have a band or what was uh, what was your musician uh, contribution um, I played the skin flute and um, <laughs> uh, all right all right you guys got it all right good 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 um, you know uh, I was just I was waiting to hear if there were gonna be crickets there for a second I was like oh uh, yeah no I, I would call it um, I was a drummer um, I played percussion and and, and drums um, for uh, a, a very long time um, and uh, I wound up, I was in a couple of different bands, uh, one called Bugsy, which was uh, ska punk. Um, oh, and that we, we were, um, you know, we, we had a really solid following. And then I played um, in a band called Who's Laughing Now, which was um, which was fantastic. I, I missed that band tremendously. It was like a hardcore, you know, groove core with a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of, you know, punk, you know, thrown in there. So it was just such a, a crazy influence because I, I grew up in um, and this could show you that that I don't care about the black and white thing. I grew up in Uniondale, New York, and, uh, you know, I was the only white kid. So. <laughs> you know? so, so I grew up. I grew up with guys like Busta Rhymes and, and Leaders of the New School. Um, if you know who they are, you know. Here we go, yo. Here we yeah. go, yo. So what's the scenario? Yeah. So those guys and and um, Flavor Flav and and LL Cool J used to come down all the time. Houdini, like the old school rappers. And um, you know, I, I grew up in in um, that type of environment. So hip hop was, you know, that was my thing. And um, being a drummer, you know, I always had that hip hop, heavy hip hop groove. So even if I was playing, um, you know, like uh, something hardcore, I'd always throw in a little bit of hip hop groove into it. Um, you know, same thing for the, you know, for the punk stuff and the ska stuff. You know, I would I would flip it back and forth to give it a little bit of extra charm. And um, you know, I always stayed true to my roots. And and that's that was the music thing. Um, I also was I was in other bands from you know as well, but those were the two biggest um, two bigger bands. And and I could always shoot you guys tracks at some point. Have yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, it was. But the, the problem was being in a five way marriage. You know, you always have issues. You know, with one person or another person, and certain people want one thing to go one way, other people want things to go another way, and you know, it's just it's just that's life, man. Um, what do you call it? So, 
the band thing, you know, was was great. And, and I said, you know what? I love playing and, and music is my love. But um, I wanted to kind of concentrate on something that, you know, I could really determine my outcome and my future, you know, uh, by myself. You know what I'm saying? Sure, Just me. Sure. Well, that was when I went into professional wrestling, and then, like an idiot, I became a tag team wrestler. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did singles, I did tag, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I was, um, you know, um, <clears throat> I went into professional wrestling because, uh, you know, I as as um, you know, as far as I was concerned, I wanted to be able to, you know, worry about myself. I could go, I could do singles, I could do tag, I could do whatever. But in, at the end of the day, I'm branding a name. Um, you know, I I'm a businessman first, um, you know an entertainer second so um you know i understand that you need to have something that you can build upon you can brand you can you know um uh, something that's catchy you have to have something that that people will remember that's uh you know memorable and uh you know the brimstone name was after literally you know coming down to you know thousands of names and then breaking it down to a hundred and from that hundred the top five and that was that was my pick and you know back when you know when i'm trying to figure out how to how to, you know, what, what name to pick. It wasn't like nowadays where, you know, you could pop on a computer and, and everything's at your fingertips. Right. You know, I had to, I had to, uh, to the, the trouble of going to the library and, you know, <laughs> pulling up microfiche and oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> doing the whole kit the and caboodle, um, you know, on, on finding, you know, out if anybody else was using the name. And at that point, nobody else was or that I could find. And, uh, you know, I did it, and and you know, I've been I've been Brimstone now since '96. So, um, wow, you know, it's been a long, long, long time. And uh, now, you know, people don't call me Will; they call me Brim. Um, you know, and uh, you know, my wife has another couple of choice word names for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it's um, you know something that I knew that I'd be able to do something with. And, you know, there, there are names out there and there are gimmicks out there that, you know, lend themselves well to other things. But, um, you know, I felt that this would this would do such. And even though sometimes people will think, oh, well, Brimstone, oh, it's this big scary thing and scary dude. Like, no, you know, it's just a gimmick. It's just a, a you know, um, you know, a, a stage name. And, um, you know, it just happens to, you know, work well with, you know, everything that I'm doing. Thank goodness. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I'm making sense, and I'm sorry. I, you, you guys can shut me up whenever you want. So, <laughs> we're, we're on Skype, guys. I can't do anything to you, so you, you know. You, you're <laughs> well, as long as you uh, can't do anything, yeah. shut up. You know. Right here, I'll be there about 15. He's on his way. So okay, so we we've covered your childhood, Sesame Street. Romp Room is where you were getting your start. You uh, had a very good music career, it seemed like, and then you went into the world of uh, wrestling. Where do Hound, where does Hound Comics then come into the equation? I had to start getting out of professional wrestling. Um, one, the politics. I mean, the politics in any any part of entertainment is just ridiculous. But you know, politics and um, you know, just in general, you know, I'm getting older, and I said, you know, I don't want to be. You know, in the ring for the rest of my life. I want to be able to continue to brand the name and do what I, you know, intended to 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 do once when I started. So, um, you know, I thought, you know, what what can I do to continue to brand the name and build the name, you know, so I can, you know, get out of the ring. And uh, I figured, well, my very first love was um, 
was uh, art and comics, and um, I figured, well, professional wrestling, comics, larger-than-life characters, larger-than-life characters, you know, kind of works out real well. Mm-hmm. And um, I figured, well, let's, uh, you know, I, I believe in gimmicks. I don't I don't believe in, you know, just coming out in a pair of trunks and, and working a match. I believe heavily in gimmicks. I'm a very big 80s kind of guy with, with the wrestling industry. Um, so my character had a, a background and a history, and um, I knew who the character was and where the character would be going and what we said was all right we got to remove it from wrestling because everybody knows that the wwe books are not good and um you know no offense vince but they're not good (laughs) Uh, vince said he'd be there in 15 minutes to take care of you now he's our biggest listener (laughs) he is i'm sure he is everybody guys so you know i'm sure i'm sure he's sitting there listening to everything i'm saying i'm just kidding um you know you know he's uh you know he um you know i i would think that they would have had something better for them but regardless so i i wanted to i wanted to be able to you know to to move to the next level so i took i took the character and i built the world around the character and um i uh you know i worked with a, a good friend of mine marcello carnavali and uh i found an amazing artist um online you know because again we we're able to start you know using the computers then <laughs> right so we're talking 10 years ago is when we, we, we came up with this. Um, you know, it was like August of 2005 or something. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so what do you call, we, uh, we started, we sat down, Marcello and I sat down in, um, in a diner, you know, thinking, all right, let's, uh, let's kind of get an idea and see what we want to do. And, you know, because uh, he was a writer and, and, you know, I'm me. So <laughs> I was like... And, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to write at that point, and um, you know, or at least put it in, in comic format. So we sat down, and, and instead of like a you know 15 minute you know hour cup of coffee, we were there for like three four hours, and just came up with the whole outline of the entire series, and um, just it just just developed it from there. Um, you know, Sajad Shah, who is um, you know the um, the original artist on on the book, um, one of my good friends as well, and and I love him to death, and uh, so happy that that we were able to bring him to the dance um you know he's very very he's a he's a huge name now everybody is is he's very sought after um so so kudos to him we you know i'm I'm so glad that that the border hounds was his first we popped his cherry (laughs) (laughs) you know but you know so the 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 three of us made a made an amazing team and uh you know we we worked on it for quite some time and then eventually we were able to uh to get um alan chickering who is the original uh anchor on it and thiago castro which is the original colorist on it and um what do you call it we uh you know we put this this freaking book together man and and uh uh, you know, the rest is history. You know, um, we came, we came up with some incredibly cool and colorful characters, and um, you know, we really we developed the the story. And uh, you know, here we are, we're you know issues and issues later, and and uh, you know, it was it was just an amazing thing. So so to get to where Hound Comics came from, you know, that was we in court. We we basically had you know a DBA at that point under uh, the Border Hounds, and uh, you know, it was a partnership, and um, you know, we started doing some events once. Uh, the first issue would come out and uh you know we, we launched in borders books um you know and then uh borders books closed down a couple months later so oh, we relaunched. Thanks. look what you did so we, yeah <laughs> I know. it's all my fault brimstone <laughs> 
Yeah, so we, we then we relaunched um, nationally and internationally in Barnes and Noble and B Dalton, um, which was which was amazing. Um, and uh, you know it, we we did the diamond thing, um, and 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 at the end of the day, you know I had. Um, well, I was started to do events and, and friends of mine, you know, from, you know, whether it was, you know, Peter Mayhew, um, who played Chewbacca in Star Wars, you know, Peter and, and his oh, wife, yeah. Angie, um, you know, I, I love them to death. And, and, um, you know, they were like, Hey, you know, we like what you guys are doing with this, you know, um, would you consider, you know, putting out our kids books? And I was like, sure, why not? And, uh, you know, not long after that, you know, some friends of ours from Disney and some friends of mine from Nickelodeon and so forth started asking, you know, if we would start doing their books and, you know, whether we did them or not, you know, uh, we figured, you know what, it was time to incorporate. So um, sure. incorporated and uh, we, we created Hound Comics Inc., Hound Entertainment Group. Um, and that was uh, that was the start. So we did, you know, um, you know, uh, the comic books and then we started doing the kids books. And then I had some other friends that said, hey, you know, can you do regular novels and, and, you know, stuff like this? And I said, sure, we can do that. So then Hound Publishing was born. So now you have Hound Comics, Hound Kids, Hound Publishing, um, you know, and, and that, you know, obviously, the, I'm sorry, I, I got to go backwards again. It was Hound Comics Inc. And then we, we turned it into Hound Comics Inc. Hound Entertainment Group because now everything is underneath the umbrella of Hound Entertainment Group. So, um, you know, and then uh, it just blew up from there. Now we have like, you know, about 40 different titles from comics to kids books to, um, to novels. Um, you know, when we were on the road, uh, you know, I, I, I told my, um, my guys, uh, my, my, um, my management and my agents, I said, look, if I'm going to go on tour again, you know, I'm not going to see, I'm not going to only see the inside of a hotel room and inside of a, a convention center or a, or a plane, train, an automobile. You know what I'm saying? I want to actually see what's going on, where I'm going. And, uh, you know, we were trying to like rack our heads and, and figure out, well, what, what can you do? So I said, you know what? Everybody's got to eat. I like to eat. I'm a big guy. I've eaten pretty much everywhere you can think of. You know, I know my thing. Let's do a food show. So, um, Food Hound Tidbits was born. Um, we did it. We started in uh, the first one was in Chicago. I was signing at Wizard World, and uh, and I did a um, the first one at uh, Tacos Locos, maybe it was some some taco. Uh, place that was in Chicago that was that was awesome and um, you know from there I did three seasons of Food Hound Tidbits um, you know with other people that had worked with me in the past and uh, as well as a bunch of other um, you know celebs that would come in and, and do you know drop-ins everybody from like Kirby Morrow to um, you know Jose Hernandez Jr. Um, from HBO's Oz and Law and Order and um, I mean you know you name it I mean there's a whole bunch of people that came through now I've been in, in conversations with some um, with some people about um you know doing the uh doing the food hound thing for um you know national television um as opposed to just the web so you know that was something that i've been hoping on doing for a while and uh you know we'll see maybe it'll come to fruition now there's been some interest and um you know which is really great we've got some some current interest which is fantastic so you know hey look maybe you'll see brimstone on food network soon and and we'll see what happens you know i think i think that'll be uh, a lot of fun that'd be cool and, uh, yeah, it would it, 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 you know what it, it's all about it's all about having it all make sense now at the end of the day you know just to just to tie it all in for you um you know the food hound thing uh we started we started doing um uh you know we, we from there we created a whole line of 
um, you know, award-winning sauces and seasonings. So, you know, that that was that's being done. That's done with K. John's Fiery Foods um, out of Columbus, Ohio. So, um, oh, no kidding. I wondered how you pronounced have, that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome there. And, um, you know, so I have myself and I have Bumblefoot uh, from Guns N' Roses. I have his hot sauces through us. So we, we have the sweet and I do the sweet and savory. He does the hot and I'm going to kill you sauce. And uh, <laughs> now the way we tie it all together, one, it's all, you know, comic comic themed for the most part uh, or Food Hounds themed. And it's all tied into the comics. So this way, when they're sitting in, in heaven, which is the bar in hell, long story, um, <laughs> You know, you can actually, uh, and it's complete with a stairway if you get that. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a minute. Let's see. But, um, you know, but too. keep them coming. Yes. <laughs> I am the champion. Oh, uh, no. Uh, so we have, um, you know, we've, we've gotten this, um, you know, we've gotten it in there. So now, uh, you know, all of all of these things are actually branded within the comics. So, you know, if you're sitting and, and you're reading the Border Hounds and they're sitting in heaven and it's either before or after a mission or whatever is going on and they're talking about, you know, uh, you know, having some, you know, sweet heat treat wings or, you know, throw some awesome sauce on it. You know, those are actual products that people can buy. So fans of the comic can also sit and make the products themselves at home so it's you know we tie it all together is what i'm trying <laughs> to say awesome man i mean it's original you don't yeah. see other comic companies doing that mm-hmm. and why not who the hell doesn't like hot sauces man i mean right living in a nerd world where everything comes together at the same yeah exactly <laughs> this is the way it should be yeah. done yeah you know, man it, you know it's a lot of work though it's a lot of work to do all this stuff but so, worth it i'm sure yeah yeah absolutely no absolutely with Brimstone and Borderhounds, a comic uh, that you're featured in, I mean, not only is there the comic and the hot sauce, but you've got video games, there's an animated series in the, in the works or already out, uh, there's toys, all kinds of stuff, man. It's, it's amazing. What about this, this animated series? I haven't had trouble finding it. Is it out there? Unfortunately, it's not out yet. Um, what do you call it? We had, uh, we had a deal going with NBC Universal, um, and they had, they had uh, all intentions of taking it. I had the contracts, the whole nine yards, and um, it came down to funding. Uh, we had a funder for it, and then we had an issue. So now we don't have the funding for it, and uh, it really sucks because we have a full, amazing cast. Um, I mean, the cast is you know, from all freaking all over the place. Um, everywhere from from Bumblefoot, you know, who did the theme music and uh, who also played a role, um, to friends of mine from from um, Top America's Next Top Model, to you know AJ who passed away now was was supposed to do one of the voices. Um, Peter Mayhew was playing was playing my father, um, the architect. Um, what do you call it in the in the animated series as the narrator? Um, wow. he, I mean, it, it, just a whole cast of, of characters. If you go to um, brimstoneanimated.com you can see you know a bunch of, of the things that were going on with it but unfortunately it's it's uh it's kind of on hold right now um it doesn't mean it's not happening but it is on hold um it is in process in progress so you know it will come out eventually but at the end of the day it's not out right now and it's very sad so you're gonna make me cry thank you for ruining my <laughs> oh, God, i'm so God. sorry i don't no, the world does not need to hear brim cry no, no, angels will fall from heaven or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know what? I, I was, I was very, I was very amped about it, and uh, 
you know, sometimes things are just out of your control, and and that was out of my control. And um, does again, it, it will happen. It's just a matter of it's going to take a little bit of time, um, you know. And and that's fine. It's it is what it is. Things come in due time. Things happen for a reason, you know. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be bigger and better when it does happen. So sure. it is what it is, you know. So I'm psyched about it. Uh, have you oh, have you seen the trailer for it? Uh, yes, yeah. I did see the trailer, and I was like, "Man, where the hell is this show? I want to watch more of this." <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Now but, keep that yeah, in mind. Some put it out. Wings. Awesome. That's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever thought about like GoFundMe or Kickstarter or anything, but uh, it might be a way to get some of the funding needed to get this uh, cartoon out there and into my eye sockets anyway. <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought of it, and um, I was considering doing a Kickstarter for it. My only issue is, is that it's like a full-time job working a Kickstarter. And oh yeah, that's I, true. And even though, I mean, I could get, I'd get some really awesome people behind it. You know what I mean? And I could get some giveaways from, from some friends that you know would would be worth people's time and effort to come and, and grab something. But at the end of the day, like, oh, I don't have any time to run it. And and sure. you know, and my and you know, uh, any of the people that work with me, I mean, they don't have the time to run it. It's just it's so time consuming. And. Uh, I, I, and, and then you're also I, I always feel like you're not not necessarily whoring yourself out because I have no problem doing that but uh, <laughs> you know I, I'm a, I am a whore I'm a media whore it is what it is but you know at the end of the day like I don't I don't have the uh, you know I feel like I feel like when you're when you're throwing that out there you know it's like all right well I'm asking all the people who already you know support me to kind of like throw money my way and and I always feel weird about that I don't know why I just I always feel weird about taking money from people that's just just understandable I can understand that it is and you know maybe I'll do it you know I think I think it's an opportunity but you know another thing with the Kickstarter is if you don't if you don't you know hit that number that's it you know what i mean you're not right. getting that money so you could put in all the work for 30 days and and uh, you know at the end of that 30 days you know you're five dollars off i mean well you throw your own five bucks in there but you know you, <laughs> you know, but you could be a couple couple hundred dollars short and you know it, you lose the whole the whole shebang so um you know you got to take that all into account and then you've also got you know the GoFundMe stuff where it's just it's good but it's not necessarily as reputable as a Kickstarter. So are you going to get a lot of angel investors via a Kickstarter account? Um, the GoFundMe's don't have that as as much as um, you know as the latter. So uh, and they, I mean there's Indiegogo. I did an Indiegogo at the very beginning and you know I I just I didn't I didn't really do much on it. I mean we raised you know about fifteen hundred dollars. I mean Hound Comics was built on about you know fifteen hundred dollars. Wow. So you know um essentially there was nothing and and the fifteen hundred dollars was all on pre-sales um of, of, of issue one so you know what i mean like sure it was i just i felt bad going out and and really pushing it i, I guess that's what it comes down to you know but it, it is what it is sorry you can you can shut me up again whenever you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm take over the show i have the microphone and i will speak and you will listen no i'm kidding <laughs> it's quite all right man again not going to tell you to shut up. I really believe you'd probably show up at my front door. Just <laughs> Where do you live again? Where do you live? We're what actually in Columbus, Ohio. When you uh, when you said the thing about the sauce being made here, I was like, well, no yeah. shit. I actually went there the other day. Did you really? Yeah. That's why I was like, oh. <laughs> Small ah. world indeed, isn't it? Did you go to the where? Do you go to the warehouse, or did you go to the uh, the the shop that they have in North Market? That's the one. The shop in North Market. 
interested to check out any of my stuff. See, I bet you didn't even taste it. He had no idea oh. who you were until he came to the show today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, Grim, well, thanks. So thanks. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I'm trying to remember. Did it actually say Brimstone on it? Uh, yeah. I'll yeah, show you so some pictures of it here in a little bit. I was tasting everything, and then Boy, I couldn't taste any more. That's got me excited. I had no idea that we had the Brimstone product that close to us. Yeah. I'm going to have to go get some now. Yeah. yeah. Go to North Market. You can ask them. What I would recommend is getting some of the um, the Sweet Heat Treat, which is a sweet chili hot sauce, and it's a multi-time award winner all across the, the country in all the saucy cities. Um, what do you call it? It's it's unbelievable. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's truly my favorite. And then you've got... Um, what do you call it? The awesome sauce, which is a sweet pineapple teriyaki glaze. Um, ridiculous. You do that with chicken over a white rice. It's unbelievable. Um, if you want good. hungry now, <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to kick ass um, the seasoning. It's grilling season coming. Um, you use Grindhouse. My Grindhouse seasoning is is unreal. Um, you can ask them for that. You know, if they don't have it in stock, I'm sure they'll get it for you because you know their warehouse is literally not too far. So um, you know, if you let them know that they like the stuff, I'm sure they'll get it in if they don't have it in there already. But those are those are my my top tops that that you definitely need to check out. Awesome, I definitely will be. That's awesome. gonna be awesome. Maybe we can have a Candare grill out and use the stone sauces. There we go. <laughs> and then if you want to kill somebody, you can get the Bumblefoot Bumble Eft. And uh, <laughs> that one is that, that one is six and a half million on the Scoville scale. So a chili, if you don't know the Scoville scale, is it's basically what you know, um, it's uh, the way to measure the heat of a yeah. uh, uh, you know pepper. And um, you know a chili pepper is about thirty five hundred on the Scoville scale. So six and a half million, you could just imagine. Um, yeah, that's that's what it is for the Bumble Eft. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. If, if you're going to taste that, yeah, just be prepared because it is it is wicked. It really is. So, uh, <laughs> that's cold as ice. <laughs> Give yeah. it to Mike. We love you, Mike. We really do. I know you're, if you're listening, we love you. He's going to go out and buy it. I bet you 10 bucks. He'll he buy it right yeah. now. He's sitting in the basement with a bottle of the... the <laughs> just chugging it. Oh, no, I'll show them. <laughs> wow. Building up his tolerance. Building up his tolerance saying, all right, I'm going to go. Oh, crap. Believe it or not, I've seen this, this one dude. Um, they call him Machine. And uh, the guy is... the guy is He has no neck. He's awesome. Um, he comes up and, and he, he... Like Ron and I, Bumble and I were, were uh, you know, doing a thing at North Market. We were signing over there for some uh, their hot sauce festival that they had. They're actually not having it this year, which is very sad. But you know that um, they had you know every other year for the last couple of years. And uh, he comes up and he goes, "All right, what's the hottest sauce you have?" And we're like, "Well, you know, you don't look at the brimstone stuff. Look at the Bumblefoot stuff." And uh, you know, it's abnormal is is the hot hot one, and then the Bumble F is the, the ultra hot one. So he's like, you know, you know I'd like to try them both. So we're like, okay, and we're like, all right, here's you know the little little tiny bit. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you have a cup. I go, okay. <laughs> so Ron and I are looking at each other like, what's this guy talking about? So we take them, and you know he he takes the, the the bottles, and he pours them both into this cup, mixes mixes it up, and we're talking about like one of those little uh, serving cups, like a little you know like a little condiment cup, sure, yeah. and uh, fills that little sun gun up, and you know he takes it. 
drink, like cheers is us and, and drinks it and licks the thing clean. And this would normally kill the normal human being. Um, this guy sat, barely broke a sweat and was like, oh, that stuff's pretty good. I was like, oh my God, this guy, I, I'm surprised <laughs> he's still alive right now. If I did that, I'd been in the emergency room, you know. Um, but the guy is the guy is wicked, and there's there are people out there like that. Matter of fact, I did the same thing um, not too far from you guys, also in Ohio. Um, it was for Zestfest Midwest, and um, what do you call it? I did uh, for um, Maxim Magazine. I was hosting the uh, hottest hottest pepper, hottest ever, you know, um, pepper, you know, like Guinness Book World Records type thing, and um, you know there was an article in it um, last year, uh, you know, about that and. Uh, um, what do you call it? I, I, same guy, machine, and this other dude. Um, you know, we're, we're you know facing off, and these things, these peppers, which one of them actually now is the Carolina Reaper, which did win the they did win the Guinness Book of World Records. It is now the hottest hybrid pepper in the world, right. and uh, these guys ate like twenty to thirty of these things. Oh dude, let me tell you, they. I, first of all, I was crying. I was. I felt bad for them. <laughs> my 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 rear end was hurting for them. I mean, because you know, you know what was going to happen. It was like uh, real bad. And and yeah. and what happened was, is you know, right after, you know, they had to go get through it and and be the first one done. And I am I am very anal when it comes to these contests because I do like the Long Island Wing Fest. I host that, and I, you know, I do d- different things. When I do any kind of you know eating contests that I'm hosting, oh man, I am a, I am a, a, I, I scrutinize everything. I'm like, I want to see that your mouth is clean when you're done with it there's no water to be eat drink there's no nothing you can't throw up if you throw up you're done very strict and sure. these guys went through this many um peppers and and none of them and they, they both like stood there and like literally for about 10 15 minutes after they both looked like they were gonna die and then sure enough they both after it was all said and done they ran they ran to the bathrooms and were throwing up crap and you name it i mean the bathrooms were t- completely desecrated so the, the moral of the story is never eat that many freaking hot peppers. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> wow. You know, what a mess. <laughs> it, it, tr- truly. The, the one dude, the one dude was literally like sitting down and, uh, you know, like going and, and puking at the same time. And it was the most, I know, TMI. Nobody wants to know that. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is, this is what you call good webcasting. Right <laughs> Uh, uh, unbelievable though like the iron stomachs that some of these people have and to even to even try that you know i mean it's just it's just, i mean i i think they're crazy as hell but you know at the end of the day well hey if you can do it and you can make some money off of it hell why not right yeah sure. absolutely man you're gonna have to let us know when you're back in columbus we'll have to come out and see where uh where, you know wherever you're at Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The last time, I think the last time I was there, um, I did an event over at the Three-Legged Mare. That's right by you. It's right next to the, uh, right next to that dueling piano bar. Oh, and then wow. Right, okay. Yeah, I know, right yeah. down Nationwide District. Yeah, see, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah. the dueling piano bar, that's a fun place to go. That's pretty neat yeah, that's, in there. That's awesome. As a matter of fact, um, the wife of the um, of the chef who helped me with the uh, with the product actually is uh, one of their managers and bartenders over there. So yeah, okay. so if you could go there, I'd be like, Brimstone sent me. Not that they're gonna care, but you know, uh, that is a cool place to go. <laughs> this is a, this is the three legged mare. 
No, no, I'm talking about the, the dueling piano bar. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, no, I did, I did a, I did a, um, a, uh, an event like a, a party over Three Legged Mare after the North Market event that I did. So that was, I think it was like last year or something like that. But it's, it's been a while. I think the last time I was in Ohio was for Wizard World, and that was about a year and a half ago or something like that, or maybe a year ago. I don't know. Time goes by so quickly, and I Are didn't do. Are you kidding me? I was probably at that the, the, freaking that, that one. Yeah. Was uh was Stanley at that convention? Well, let me call him and ask him. Um, I don't know. Um, I think I, I actually yeah, because I was with Max and and Stan at that one. Yes. Um, it was. It was yeah. It was Stan, um, Redis. Um, yes, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I had we had a whole Hound Comics area because when I signed at a lot of the events, I'll either sign in Celebrity Row or I'll sign you know with the Hound booth. And I'd rather sign at the Hound booth, um, you know, for most of the events. But then you've got like an event like New York Comic Con where there's no reason for me to be signing anywhere with Celebrity Row because you get lost anyway. Yeah. So I'll go and I'll be down there. And and regardless, like the, the, the all right, I've been a featured guest in New York Comic Con for for a long time. Last year was the first year I wasn't there, but the year prior, okay, I was put between William Shatner and Hulk Hogan. I said, "Why the hell is anybody going to come <laughs> see me over there?" I said, "No, I, I you know, I, I and I, I love him to death. I love, I love Shatner. I love Hogan. You know what I mean? I don't really know Hogan well, and I don't know Shatner too well. But Shatner's nice to me because he knows I'm friends with Stan. And um, <laughs> but um, you know, he's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's no reason that I should be between these dudes. Um, you know, I, 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 put, put put me in like another area. Now, you know, like." it was just that lineup was just intense and i i you know um you know like you had you had um what the hell uh, blah, 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 from x-files david duchovny and jillian anderson and then you had um uh somebody else i forgot who was there then it was jason jdf um right. what do you call it you've got then you had hogan then me um little old me with my little line compared to everybody else's well, you know, F you, Joe Boo. Um, and then you had Shatner. <laughs> and then you had, you know, somebody who didn't show up who will remain nameless. But we'll just say that, you know, a bunch of my wrestling fans were on that line waiting because they knew that they could see me up at the Stan Lee Foundation booth later. So they didn't wait on my line because they were waiting for the other person who didn't show up. And we will not rename names. Um, and then uh, the guy who played C-3PO. And then Stan was doing his photo session. So, again, what the hell is Brimstone going to do between <laughs> all these people? So, you know, but but again, it was great. You know, it was, it's an honor to be in that position. And, um, you know, I, I appreciated being there. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully I'll be there again this year. Hopefully I'll be back. But, you know, again, it, it comes down to scheduling and, you know, reality. You know what I mean? I, I can only be in so many places at, at you know, at one time. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, for me to be there, it's that type of event. When you've got the, the players that you have there, you know, to come and see me is not necessarily as, um, you know, uh, I guess intriguing to some people as seeing some of the other, you know, guys that are there. And I understand that. Like, I, you know, hey, look, if you're going to go and see a wrestler or a former wrestler, I'd go see Hulk Hogan over me, too. So <laughs> I'm I, in the grand scheme of things. I am I am nothing compared to, to that. I'm not on that level. So um, beat you yourself know. down there, Bram. You're putting so, yourself down a little bit, huh? Listen, at the end of the day, you know, I, I like I said, I have an ego, but I, I also am I'm a real person. I don't I, I, I get it. And and at the, and the end of the day as well, you know, I, I you know, I um, I'm very I'm a lot more accessible. 
So some of these people you can't see and you can't get next to, and, and I understand it. I happen to, I personally like to spend time, you know, out with the fans. I try to do as many events as I can, so this way I could spend the extra time with the fans and, and you know, get to know them. And, um, you know, and, and so it's, you know, it's a, I'm, again, I'm a lot more accessible. Um, so it's, I understand, you know what I mean? Um, it would have been nice if I would have had a longer line between those two. To be better, but, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, everybody's lines crossed and cut my line off, so it made me feel really bad. Uh, <laughs> well, really. there's always next time, right? It's always the time. The year before that, before that was awesome. Uh, I was, it was myself and, um, uh, Kirk Hammett and, uh, from Metallica and, wow. uh, yeah, and um, I always forget her name. The one who played Pam in True Blood. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Oh, Such uh, a sweetheart. She wasn't the same. Anna Paquin. No, 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 no. What no, am no, I thinking? No, no. Like Vampire You're thinking, Diaries, wasn't she? Yeah, that, was the, that was the same. The same show. Hmm. Anna Paquin, the same same show. She's the one who played the uh, the lead role. Um, but the one who played Pam, she was like uh, the the you know the main. She was the the owner of the bar. Uh, well, anyway, I can't remember the nail off the top. <laughs> and, and I feel bad about it. We were just with each other at Kamikaze, too, last October. So, I, And, I, and I, we, we spoke in the green room for a little while, and I feel like a, a, a jerk for not remembering her name. But I guess you just can't remember everything. It is what it is. Um, as many names and many people as you come across touring and with all these uh, conventions, I'm sure it's hard to keep them straight. I can't imagine. Yeah, that'd be yeah. amazing, wouldn't it? I'm blonde. It happens. <laughs> I forget who we're talking to on the show sometimes. Yeah. Who is there this? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've got all the worst things going for me. I'm, I'm blonde. I, I'm, I'm, I have Polish in me, and I was a drummer. So you do the math. <laughs> you know, you could throw the whole wrestler thing in there too, but I, I think I'm a little more intelligent than that. So, uh, oh, I yeah. think you've proven that already. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, backtracking yeah. just a little bit, I, I wanted to touch on one other thing as far as your merchandise line goes. I also saw there were some backpacks that were actually featured on the Big Bang Theory. Is that right? Yeah, we were in um, the uh, the Brimstone of the Borderhounds backpacks, um, or the, the the sling. The, um, it's like a triangular sling. It's uh, it's oh, been yeah, featured. Okay. It's it's been in for the last two seasons. Um, the se the current season and the last season. So if you if you have last season on DVD, you can just go and you know pause it and, and stare at it all day long. I gotta pay off. attention. Yeah. Uh, well, we're we're in. You know, I got a I got a call from um, from the people in, in props, and uh, you know they're fantastic over there. And, and they said, hey Brim, do you, you know would you do you think we could use some of your stuff? We really like it. And I was like, absolutely. So I said. Here, I'll send you a whole bunch of stuff. Whatever you guys don't use, I guess you can you know, dissipate it to, to the crew over there and, and enjoy it. So I sent them pretty much everything you know I had at the time. Um, you know, and uh, you know, unfortunately, they were burning down the comic book store at that point. So they you know they didn't necessarily use any of the comic stuff that they were going to use. But they had the backpack is very well very well featured um, in Raj's apartment on his uh, on the back of his door so anytime you're you're in the apartment you see the backpack As a matter of fact in a couple of the episodes from last season um, it's such a clear shot it's just it's just awesome it's one of the ones uh, what the heck was it that, that I can I can come off you know like like a really good shot was um, you know when they were doing the uh, the online dating service that they were trying to come up with uh, him and Stewart. That they were uh, Raj and Stewart were trying to come up with a profile for Stewart for the online yeah. dating. All right, well, the whole segment, you know, the bag is staring you in the face. I mean, the whole time. 
Uh, then you've got, you know, a couple other ones. You know, every time you go to the door, you know, uh, one Wallowitz is walking to the door and he kind of gives a nod to, to the bag. It was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> opens the door. Um, and, and then we also have the sauce and seasoning is um, is inside uh, his apartment too. That's um, that's shown on the um, on in the kitchen on his uh, on his what do you call it on his stove. So you have the sweet heat treat there, and then the uh, flavor behavior, which is a food and brand. And uh, you know that's that's been there as well. But you know you can't see that as often as the backpack. But yeah, so we're on we've been on the show for two seasons, and hopefully it'll stay there for uh, a lot longer. Um, you know, they were also sold on walmart.com. So if, you know, if people are interested in go to walmart.com, um, definitely check it out. You put in hound, hound, uh, com- hound comics and East sport. So they're made by East sport, which is, um, one of the number one, number one brands in uh, backpacks all around the world. Um, what do you call their number one seller in Walmarts and so forth? Not, not our book bags, the, the East sport book bags. So, Right. You know, that's that's uh, an, an unbelievable thing. And, you know, and, and they've done very well. And, and I again, you know, I'm, I'm just it's like, you know, hey, I'm happy to be here type of thing. I'm just happy to be here. You know, and, uh, you know, and, and it's it's really cool, you know, and, and when we're at events and then, you know, people come in the store and then, you know, they say big, big see Big Bang here and they go, oh, well, that's the backpack. Yeah, it is. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, now the next thing we need to do is get old Brim on the show, and then then we're good. You know what I'm saying? Just give yeah. me a cameo. Just a cameo. Just a little cameo. That's all I need. Just a little bit. That would I could be cool. Just yeah. standing in the back of the comic book store. Yeah, you know, I would do a signing in the comic book store. See? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, but we'll see. You know what I mean? You never know in the future. I mean, I'm sure that's not going to happen for a long time if it ever does. But, you know, you never know. You never know. You know just keep uh, trying. That's all you yeah. can do. You get that phone call tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm back and forth, like, with, with my buddies. Um, I'm sure you guys know Comic Book Men, you know, on AMC. Yes. You know, I'm back and forth with Mike and Ming and Robert about uh, about doing something. Matter of fact, uh, we were talking about this season, but it's going to wind up being hopefully on next season. Uh I'm, I'm hoping the, the one that just passed. I, now we're trying to work on getting me on this next one. Um, so you know, hopefully that'll work out as well. You know, they've been they've been gung ho about it, which is a great thing. It's, it's always good to have good friends, and um, sure. you know, we'll, we'll do something there, and, and it'll it'll be something fun. And I can't tell you what we're talking about, but uh, when it does happen, you guys will pre- be pretty excited. So I'm I think excited uh, to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I watch that show, but I, I'm a big listener of Tell Him Steve Dave too. I was just listening to it before we got on the show here with you. Oh, really? Yeah, no, they're, they're great. I did uh, I did this modcast a while back too. I did um, you know uh, I sell comics with uh, with Mikey and Ming and did and you really? was, yeah yeah great show. I mean we had such a good time. You know um, I, look a- any show that I could go on and and it's it's real and we're having a good time. We're we're chatting and um, you know it's 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 fluid. I have a great time. You know what I mean? I I, right. I hate. I, you know, I hate when it's just so you know, static and, you know, it's kind of like a, a one-way, one-sided type of thing. Kind of like every time I talk. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, um, they, you know, just like this show, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying myself with you guys and, you know, like with, yeah. with them. You know, it's just, you know, you're sitting around the table just talking and having a good time. Your friends chatting. And, and uh, you know, it was, just, it was just a good experience and, you know, good people. And, and just, um, you know, I, 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 we've become very good friends over the, over the course of time. And matter of fact, Ming came out to, uh, to my grand opening. He, he, is, he is awesome. 
awesome. Um, you know, Mike's Mike's father had passed away, which is why he hadn't he wasn't able to make it down. But for my grand opening, you know, Ming flew back from from um, Chicago from Walker Stalker, got into got into Jersey, went home quick to drop his stuff off and change, stopped at the stash, and then drove the three hours to get to me. You know, just to be there for me for the grand opening. Wow. That's that's what you call a friend. So um, yeah, for sure. You know, I I will support them till till the day I die. So I, I love them to death. Um, you know, it, and it, it's it's um, you know, like I said, it's it's all about you know being good to people and and being real. That's all. You know? Absolutely. Well, that's cool, so. man. Well, best of luck. I can't wait to see you on the show. I hope it happens. Well, if it happens, I mean, at this point, it looks like it should, but you know, anything can happen. This is again, it's Hollywood. You know, so um, you know, hopefully it'll work. Knock on wood. Everybody, uh, you know, pray for it, and it should work. And if it does, it's going to be pretty much what I'm, what what we've discussed, and uh, it, it'll be a pretty big deal. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about hopefully having that happen. Um, you know, I'll let you guys know. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll promote the crap out of it if I, out of it if I'm, I'm going to be on it. So I'm, <laughs> I'll pretty much be doing like a media, media um, circus. You know, once if I, if I'm, if that happens, and you know, hopefully the uh, the numbers will go up that week, and they'll, uh, you know, put it say, hey, Brim did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, I got some really cool things going on right now. Um, you know, if you guys are, uh, are are toy fans, I've actually got with. Um, uh, Three Coconut Monkey is uh, they do my plush toys they do Stan's plush toys um, and now they're going to be doing the um, they do this, uh, a Stan vinyl and they're doing a, um, a Brimstone vinyl so uh, are they really? yeah the vinyl should be ready I'm, I'm actually he supposedly put the, the final sample of it in the mail to me today so um, what do you call it so I'm going to finally get to hold it in my hands um, you know, hopefully within the next week, so I get to play with myself. <laughs> I already do it. I'm already, I'm already in bed with my plush doll every night. So, um, night, little yeah. room. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah. So, and I actually have, actually, if you if you go on on any um, like on Instagram, if you put in the hashtag like Got Brim or Lil Brim, um, you'll see the little little. Um, um, 3D versions of me through uh, Co-Create, which is which is awesome. So um, if you're ever in LA, you got to look them up. They do amazing work, and and uh, I've I've been uh, with Co-Create for a long time. I'll tell you about that afterwards. I, but the the vinyl is going to come out shortly, and uh, on the box itself, it's um, it's got some exclusive quotes from some friends of mine, like um, like DMC from Run DMC. Um, oh, really. really? <clears throat> In from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he was Xander, um, Bumblefoot from from GNR. Um, what do you call it? Uh, oh man, who else? Who else? Uh, a bunch of really good players, though. A lot of fun people. So they all gave uh, some really cool, <laughs> really cool stuff on there. Uh, um, what do you call it? Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun thing when when this when this launches. Uh, hopefully. Um, you know, a lot of people will really, really buy into that um, because Absolutely. I'm just so psyched about it coming out. And um, you know, then, then uh, you know, I can finally join the ranks of, of all these characters that have the pop figures. And uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see your uh, pop figure on the wall at the comic book <laughs> store with all, everyone else. Yeah, well, you know what? And and I, you know, I contacted Pop, and we've gone back and forth, and then uh, you know, nothing happened with Funko. Um, and I had spoke with them. They seemed like they had a lot of interest. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the, the conversation just died out. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm thrilled to death to do it with, with Three Cook and a Monkey because, you know, it's a little more, it's, it's more personal for me. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I've had a lot more in terms of just, all right, we'll buy my license and, and trademark and, and go do what you will with it. No, this is more along the lines of, a lot more along the lines of, you know, I've had a say in, you know, the different, you know, aspects of it, you know. So that that's uh, that made me really happy, you know what I mean, to, to really have a, of a say in, in what's happening and what's going on with the product. So this way I have more more creative control um, to where, you you know, you don't have it when you license stuff out. Um, you know, I like to I like to do more partnerships than than licensing, you know, if I can. Um, right. You know, but yeah, yeah, they, they're they're just three coconut monkey dot com. Uh, they're fantastic, and you, you guys can check out the um, the stand doll in there. Um, what do you call it? that? He, it's it's just it's just really cool. Uh, and the coolest the coolest thing about my figure, I'll tell you right now, is that I have this 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 like patented point that I have to do in like every picture. Yeah. I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> I am the most ridiculous pointing person ever. And um, what do you call it? And 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 the the character actually does a point. We're actually looking at Jack just pulled it up on his uh on his tablet there and we're looking at it right now. It's it's crazy how realistic that freaking action yeah. figure looks. It looks Oh you're looking at the the little brim? That's that's the co-create one. That one is uh that's actually a three D scan of me. Oh that's I'm a... sorry wow. you're actually you're talking about the other one. I apologize. Yeah that's co-create that but yeah yeah the, oh my god well do the same thing you can look up um you can look up on go to co-creates instagram it's c-o-k-r-e-a no i'm so wait now i'm not even looking hold on one second <laughs> it is c-o-k-r-e-e-a-t-e so do at co-create and you'll see stan you'll see rooker um, what do you call it? Like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of really cool players there. Right. Um, they also did. They also did the the um, the first ever together. We did the first ever. It's um, uh, 3D scanned. Uh, the 3D uh, printed uh, comic book cover they did of uh, of me. So of uh, from the board, the Brimson and the Borderhounds uh, book. So what do you call it? Um, you know, uh, issue nine. It's the uh, the actual historically the first ever 3D printed comic book cover, and uh, we're currently working right now on, on trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. So, oh wow, yeah, hopefully that'll happen. But that's just a pain in the neck. Um, but yeah, their their work is amazing. Co-create, and uh, I love them to death. What do you call it? Yeah, they've got they've got the Rooker one uh, up. You know, it was if you scroll down a little bit and. You know, you'll see you'll see um, you know a couple of adult stars they've done. I'm sure that's what you guys are gonna look at first. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> um, you know, you'll see uh, what do you call it? The Stan Lee one is awesome. They did Vern Troyer Mini Me. Oh wow! Um, so they're you know they're they they're um, they did Larry King. So you know they they've done a lot of a lot of players. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's great working with like, people like that. You know, when you when you when you're doing this and and you can, you know, get involved and work with like like real people and real businesses and you know, kind of work hand in hand and, you know, uh, those that's that's the stuff I love. I you know, especially right, the, right. the the grassroots players. You know, and and again, I don't care like. Uh, I don't care what you do. If it's something cool and you have a cool concept and you're a real person, I want to work with you. I want to do something because it's it's well, we'll have fun together. Um, you know, another thing I do is is loot crate. You guys are familiar with loot crate? Oh yeah, oh yeah, just started doing that. 
I'm, I'm one of their celebrity ambassadors and um, what do you call it? and uh, you know and, and uh, you know at the end of the day you know it's it's just you know me being there going to their offices and you know getting to see their operation you know just like such a cool thing these cats have between 300 to 500,000 subscribers every single month Mm. All right. That is an amazing business. And they were one of the first of what they've done. And, um, man, I got to tell you, it's it, it's just it's just mind boggling. You know, when you walk into a place like that, just to, to see how, how one, how they do it. You know what I mean? How they how they do everything um, Two, all these freaking toys all over the place. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, it's like That's I thought my office. As I thought my office was cool. This, I think, takes the cake. Um, <laughs> you know, well, Stan's office is pretty cool, too. The power entertainment offices are pretty badass. Um, you know, yeah. but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's just, you know, dealing with companies like this, you know, it's just it's it's an honor and it's a privilege to, to be a part of that, um, you know, because you're dealing with the top of the of, of um, you know, the, the top players and in, in their uh, top of the you know, chain. In, yeah, the top of the chain. And, and, you know, you're watching them grow right before your eyes. I mean, that, it's just it's just it's fantastic and to be a part of that and to be a part of their history is is unbelievable as well and by the way if, if you are uh working with them and and or you are uh ordering from them mm-hmm. you can always get it. go to lootcrate.com backslash brimstone put in brimstone as the code and you'll save yourself 10 percent so if you got a year subscription why don't you save yourself some cash and and uh pop in that code so um there you go uh, you know, there you go. I'm an influencer. There you go. <laughs> put a word in for me for the mega crate. Yeah, I would like to put a word in for myself for the mega crate. Share with you whatever I'm not going to use. Fair enough. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, no, they, they, it's so awesome, man. And great people. Great people. We met we met at Kamikaze. Um, you know, I, was, I, I took a break. I was walking around. And uh, I went up to them. I was like, "Listen, we need to work with each other." And uh, and they said, "Let's talk." And uh, we're, we've been we had spoken originally about maybe putting something brimstone in one of those boxes. So when something that comes up fits fits uh, that I fit the genre of, you know, there very well may be something in there, uh, you know, from us. So hopefully that'll happen sometime soon because I, I'd really love to be able to to uh, to be a part of one of those things, uh, one of those boxes. It's just awesome. Yeah. So sorry to sorry to bother you. No, you're fine. I was just going to say it sounds awesome and just wow. I mean, looking back over everything, and we haven't even covered everything, but we need to start wrapping up a little bit here. This is this has been a lot of fun, Bram. I want to thank you so much for coming by and uh, sharing a lot of your amazing stories, comics, toys, uh, hot sauces. I could just keep going on. Thanks for sharing all that with us today. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. And we're going to put uh, links on our website to. Hopefully everything here. Yeah, should be able to fit everything on there. Somewhere. Yeah, help uh, direct some <laughs> listeners your way and uh, sure. get them uh, eating some of these hot sauces and reading some of these comics as well. I appreciate it, man. And anybody who wants to catch me online, you know, my, my official website is www.entrancetohell.com. It's just a gimmick. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, on what do you call it on uh, Instagram? It's at the real brimstone. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Hound Comics at Hound 
Hound Comics uh, on Instagram and then HoundComics.com. You know, if you have kids, you want to be PC, go to HoundKids.com. If you guys have a, a comic book or a kid's book or a novel that somebody's looking to publish, you know, have published, you can always submit to us, uh, to, uh, submit to us submissions at HoundComics.com. We'd love to hear from you. It has to be a full project, but, um, you know, we, we'd be, be more than happy to take a look and, and uh, see if it's something that we, you know, put out, you know, through us. And, and even if we don't put it out through Hound, we also have a um, you know, secondary publishing company called Coexist Publishing, which we're starting to build up a little bit, which is stuff that we wouldn't necessarily put on Hound, but um, we do like it. We think it has potential, and we would sign it on to Coexist. Um, you know, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that, that we could talk about another time, I'm sure, but you know, uh, definitely check us out. Absolutely, man. And uh, like I said, we'll put all those links on the websites for you, too. Jack, what do we got on the website? Show recaps, videos, trailers, photos, the Candair comic book store, movie store, and video game store. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And, and Facebook. Facebook, of course. We can't forget Facebook. Uh, next week, we are not going to be here. We are taking a week off, but we have a little surprise lined up for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just leaving you a week without a show, we're going to be leaving you with some uh, old-timey Superman radio shows that we found. It's all public domain, so it's all nice and legal, yep. folks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, check those out. We'll be airing the first three episodes, and every time we take a day off from uh, there on out, we'll be uh, playing the next three. But until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And this is Brimstone. And we'll see you next time. Another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Yeah. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains... We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.